That's my impression of uh, Tom Baker laughing. Just thought I'd <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. That was, a, everybody. that was an unusually um, apolitical way to start the show. It was. Um, you know, it's quite safe for me. Let's ruin that. <laughs> uh, baby Seals. I'm not baby even going to finish seals. it, but everyone imagined the controversy. Um, that they were all going out performing some kind of Baby Seal tribute act. Anyway. <clears throat> one for 90s kids. Welcome. <sighs> Hello, Byung Dyong Kyung. I am the once and future Minge. I am the one and only. That's me. What's really um, weird is both of the things we've just said have reminded me of the panto I'm in right now. Oh, sure. Uh, All right. New Theatre Roll, Lincoln.co.uk, for those who want to come and see it and get tickets. Uh... Uh, yeah, that song that you just sang features very briefly as a music sting for a character introducing themselves. Okay, okay. And this podcast gets a shout out in the program. Yay! We're in the program, which makes me very happy uh, and also makes me slightly nervous because I just said the word minge. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, I checked the program oh, yeah. proof. I That's checked the, program the worst proof word the we've ever said on this show. <laughs> I checked the program proof the other day. They were like, oh, is there anything you want to change? And I looked and I was like, oh, because I didn't know if it'd make it in or not, but it did. Yeah. Uh, it ends with like, uh, for weekly online content, Chris is in the family-friendly Five Who Fans sci-fi comedy channel and the not-so-family-friendly Big Damn Cast podcast talking all things nerd culture, and uh, nerd uh, geek and pop culture. It is definitely um, not family-friendly. So for those wondering... Mm. Those fucking um, families, I hate them. Um, <laughs> not that much going on this week. Uh, I know, right? Been... We are in the uh, the calm before the Star Wars storm. The um, storm, as it's known in nowhere. And um, yeah, I was going to say, because even this week I was thinking, what have I done or what have I absorbed in the pop culture lexicon? that we could discuss, and I was like, nothing's really happened. I'm seeing the Disaster Artist tonight, but, you know, that's... You know, I'll just chat a bit about that next week. I'll be seeing that at some point this week. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And Star Wars comes out after we record next week, so we can't talk about that until the week after that. Yeah, which is fine. Enough time which... for spoilers. We can, we can go all in, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I, I'm staring at a few more Star Wars Black Series figures. Because I made the mistake of going to Toys R Us yesterday, or should I say, the wise decision, to find that they're having a massive sale. Well, because uh, a lot of them are closing. Well, that's I thought about that, because yesterday morning, um, I read the article about the, the two of the three greater Manchester stores that are closing. Yeah, Ma- Manchester um, and Bolton are closing. Manchester and Bolton, yeah, sometime, I think they said April 2018 is the estimate for them both closing down. Yep. Um, so I think we need to go after our birthdays when we've got some spends and just buy a shit ton of Transformers and Marvel Legends. Well, that that would um, involve actually having actually some decent stuff in stock. Well, which you know, seems to some, be a problem. They sometimes do. It's just not put on the shelves because the staff in all the Greater Manchester ones seem to not give a crap. Nope. Um, about stocking it, stocking the shelves. But the Warrington one will still be up, and that one was always my favourite of the Manchester ones. To be honest. Listen, I've got some um, things to say about Toys R Us which are not pleasant. In, <laughs> go for it, it has the time. I, but I, I, why? I said something. Why I, do you put two 
Why do you put one franchise in two separate places in the store and don't mirror the fucking bays? <laughs> right? Oh, so the... how do you supposed to know what's where? Oh, yeah, the Transformers that are always near the door and then there's some at the back of an aisle near the action toys as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. Well, I mean, don't even, don't, I, we could go on for toys, about Toys R Us for hours. The, the way it's weirdly... The fact that they, they, they essentially stick to selling things at RRP yeah. despite the fact their main competition is Amazon and Amazon... Apart from items that sell out immediately, always sell cheaper. Like Slash them prices. But yeah. at least they don't well, do what like... Hamley's and oh, Hamley's doing. Mark everything up. Yeah, I know Hamley's are. Oh, God, Hamley's, Hamley's are crazy. Smythes tend to flip between really decent deals and RRP. Yeah, Smythes can be um, all right. But but yeah, Hamley's is ridiculous. But Toys R Us is. That's why people aren't going there because it's like, well, if I got Toys R Us to buy my kid that one thing, it's going to set me back forty quid. Whereas if I get it on Amazon, or, you know, God rest its soul, if Woolies still existed. If oh, no. Woolies, no. You get, it for like, you get it for like 20 quid. So it's no. like, oh. But, um, yeah, so I went to Not Woolworths. There's, there's a massive sale, and I'm like, oh, God, has the Lincoln store been hit as well? Like, has that one been hit too? And I'm, I feel weirdly attached to this store, because it's it's a 15-minute walk away from where I'm staying, which has never been a luxury I've ever had in my life. The idea of Toys R Us being a walk away. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? Da- Dangerous as a as an adult who earns money and and you know like basically lives lives by every paycheck and is like yeah but um, I'm going to this. buy Star Wars figures yeah um, but also like uh, it, they're, they're co-sponsoring the Panto this year they're one of the sponsors for the Panto so like you know we always give them a name drop and stuff like that and and um, in a way in a way that isn't egregious luckily you know when you have to try and shoe on sponsors into things and it feels weird we've managed to make it not weird so that's nice but um. Yeah, so I'm a little attached to them. I went in and I was like, oh my god, it's a massive sale, specifically Star Wars. I went up to the Black Series figures, eight quid each. Decent. For the six-inch six Black Series figures, which usually retail between 17 and 26 pounds. Very decent. I know, so I picked up... Uh, <laughs> I picked up five. <laughs> oh god. I picked up Captain Poe Dameron. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Luke Skywalker. These Lash and I ones, yeah. In his, in his big old, yeah, yeah, in his yeah. big old white robes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I picked up Maz Kanada, which is more based on Force Awakens. Well, she must um, be small as well. Oh, she's tiny, so she comes with a big accessory. She comes with a big wooden chest with a lightsaber in it. Oh, okay. Which is quite cool. Uh, I picked up Rose, the, um, what's it, Resistance uh, pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I picked up um, Finn in his Imperial Disguise. Oh, so basically, John Boyega in a Ooh. Nazi outfit with sci-fi weapons. <laughs> oh, 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 shaka! So they're now sat. They're now sat next to the Kylo Ren I got just like as after I moved down and found it cheap. Wow, how lovely! So <clears throat> yeah, so there's a lovely little selection. Um, it feels like Ray's missing, but I have a Ray at home that I bought back in September. So fair enough. Um, so I went to the till, you know, like basically spending forty quid on. 110 quids worth of action figures yeah i was like yeah and the lady at the till sort of like the way they are in loads of toys r us i love how we just got into a toys r us tangent the way that toys r us is now where like usually they only have at least the ones we go to one person manning a till and because it's next to the staff room they don't go to any of the tills they just use the customer service desk instead yeah pretty much because it's closer to the cup of tea that they've clearly got like tucked away around the corner um (laughs) And, you know, instead of out and about in the shop, putting interesting stuff in the places where people could see it, which is nope. part of the downfall. Anyway, um, 
And she sort of, you know, she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I can have this, yeah, yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. And I went, so what, what's the sale for? Because I noticed it was on quite a lot of items. She went, uh, what do you mean? I went, well, the sale, is it, is it to do with the, with the remission? And her face dropped. She mm. went, what? I was like, well, the, the, you know, there's a bit of bankruptcy in the company. Some stores are closing. I, I didn't see this one listed as closing. Is it? I mean, she went, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was just because we're making room for some more like stock on certain brands. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, it's probably that. And yeah, then she, that makes sense. And then she spent the next like minute looking terrified as she cashed up my stuff. And I was like, oh, God. Oh my god! What what if this store is going under? What, what if, if I not just told broke the, the news staff? to her? What if the chirpy fat idiot who just bought a bunch of toys just told her? Oh my god! It's not um, your fault, Christopher. <clears throat> and it's the manager's fault if no one bloody sent anything. But I was still like, oh shit! Oh god! I just wanted to almost guilt buy more things to be like, but look, hey, look, look, money, money. Tell them how much you've made today. Look, woo, yay! You're oh, a god, monster, no. Christopher. You're a monster. I am in a way, but yeah. So uh, get it while it's hot, kids. You, you know when you see some that you think is cool, but you're not collecting them. But you see you see them on offer, and you're like, oh, I might do, I might do. You know the new the new figures they're doing for the Last Jedi, the tiny, you know, original scale ones. Oh yeah, with the sound chip technology from the Phantom Menace toys again. Yeah, no right. Well, the Phantom Menace uh, sound chip technology based thing that you put them on was still like forty quid for that set, which is stupid. But the figures had been lowered in this price. They were like £4.50 each. Oh, okay. I, I was so tempted, especially because two of them, because they've obviously started to put out some more legacy characters, um, two of them were Obi-Wan and Yoda. Oh, all right. I was like, oh, God, I'm tempted. But no, no, hold off, I'll hold off, I'll hold off. Because two of them is one of these Black Series figures, and they are absolutely gorgeous. And I am collecting them, so... Yeah, I'm just looking at them now. I'm looking at I'm looking at Kylo Ren's new look. I'm looking at Poe Dameron's new look and Finn's disguise and Rose's costume and everything. I'm like, what if I hate these characters when I watch the movie? <laughs> what if the new movie makes me go, oh, I don't like these guys? I'll be like, Jesus, I spent eight pound on each of them. What if you hate the movie? Well, that's a risk I'm willing to take, my friend. Because what I think you're going to have plenty of Disney material to like or dislike coming up and over the next couple of years. And that is how you segue, boys and girls. <laughs> no, you can't comment on it. Once you comment on it, you'd kill it. Um, oh, Matt, what's the first story? <laughs> so, rumours are abound that the uh, the Disney Fox merger we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or the Disney Fox buyout, I should say. Yeah, the, the specifically the uh, purchase of 21st Century Fox, 20th Century Fox's main creative arm. Yeah, the film business yeah. and... Um, other bits and pieces. Uh, yeah, apparently, that ties in ties into their TV productions, but not their TV stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's back on and Ugh. close to happening. Yeah, which... which is sort of what we suspected the other week. It's like, why would we be? Why would they be revealing this unless they're treading, or treading, unless they're testing the water to see what public reactions like? Disney th- aren't the only. People going after Fox, but they're the best. Mm. Um, they're the biggest, they got... and one they've got the. They're, they're in the words of the uh, the great great poet Bruno Mahars. They're a dangerous man with some money in their pocket. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> 24 karat magics. So red hot sound of the summer, winter, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, oh, this. So if, if you want to know our, I suppose our full expanded thoughts on, on this potential buyout, um, head back a couple of episodes to the episode, uh, with the scary Mickey Mouse for the thumbnail. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, this is gross. And the problem is, you know what was happening yesterday when, when this was sort of being uh, bounced back again as, oh, this might be happening. Yeah, yeah. On Twitter, one of the big Twitter moments was about fans speculating about Marvel properties. And the whole thing was like people going, oh my God, could you imagine like we finally have a good Fantastic Four movie? Oh, wow, after Infinity War, they might be making the X-Men join, Mar- um, join the MCU. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what's depressing about this is even this moment is encouraging the wrong thing we should be focusing on. Yeah, like it's not I mean, worth yes, it. It's not worth... I, I would love I would love a Disney Fantastic Four movie. I would adore that. I think that would be the best place for it. But here's the thing. X-Men and Fantastic Four are just like 2% of everything they would get hold of. Oh, yeah. Like this is... This isn't about Marvel. This is about Disney having a monopoly. And taking the majority of the profits in oh, cinemas yeah. from certain TV licenses. Oh, that's, that's scary. And how many like, people are going to lose their jobs in a restructuring? Yeah. Like, how many years gonna is it be... going to be? Before, how many years is it going to be before they realize that they've given, like, Janine on floor three the job of 18 people and it's nearly killing her before they go, maybe we should hire some more people? It'll be yeah. a while. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a massive call of people in the, in the film industry. By t- by them taking on Fox and restructuring it, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, and also Fox, for all their faults, they do take more risks as a studio than Disney do, which means you get some more interesting films out of them. Um, whereas Disney do not take risks, and they've slashed the amount of films they put out per year through all their subsidiary studios as well. Yeah, um, like well, you're not seeing Touchstone or anything like that rolling around no, anymore, are you? No. So. so it's all about big hits and making big hits, and it's just not good for the movie industry as a whole. Because, well, it's good for the people bankrolling it because it puts money in their pockets, but it's bad for variety. It's bad for the talent. It's bad for jobs. It's bad for the consumer because you're not getting as much variety of genre. It's 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 bad for everyone. And I'm looking at the practices that they undertook during the time of Force Awakens and what appears to be happening again with Last Jedi, with what they were doing with cinemas and the mandates they were yeah, giving. Yeah, yeah. It's like imagine it. Just imagine if like they had, you know, two big films out based on stuff that they'd put out through their own house and what like, they've now acquired through Fox, and they force like certain theaters to basically just show those two movies. And That's you know, nuts. That's absolutely nuts. It's. It's not worth it for a good Fantastic Four movie. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> there's more important things in this world than than Marvel getting the Fantastic Four rights back. You know, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, scary times. It's, it's scary, a scary, scary times. So that might be in our near future, which is yeah. worrying to say the least. Um, I mean, we say this as people who I I, I, mean, I don't I don't think I'm just speaking for myself here. Like, we say this as people who love like Walt Disney Pictures and love like you know the Disney brand in terms of the family entertainment arc arm of everything they do like yeah I think I, I think I, I love that world and I it, it sucks because now I'm having to kind of in my head 
be like, oh, well, that's just part of this big evil cloud of what the fuckery as well. Well, yeah, like, but, yeah, oh. because I mean, why? I mean, you... obviously, at the, at the end of the day, they're companies. So the bottom line is money. But yeah, well, I'm very it, positive it, about it, a lot of the work that Disney do, a lot of the yeah. stuff they produce. I'm always very conscious that they are an they're an enormous conglomerate who hoover up money, and that's the reason that they make good stuff consistently is because they've worked out unlike many other studios, that if you put out quality stuff consistently, more people will buy it. Yeah. So at the root of all their uh, decisions is the fact that they're going to make more money off it. And mm. you kind of have to accept that, that insidious undertone to everything good that they do. Um, and, you know, yeah, we love Disney's work, Disney's output for the most part. But it is, you know, it's all a money-making scheme. Mm, end of the day yeah. it's just one that's been dressed up very well mm. oh yeah well at least the x-men uh are involved in some slightly less heinous uh stories this week specifically well, one well this, this oh. is <laughs> this is what a do you know this is a weird one yeah it well it's it could be amazing but i think the way it's being described to us now like what the hell is it? Well, I've got some info for you, Christopher. I've got some info, so... Um, <clears throat> strap in! So, Marvel and Stitcher, who is a podcast network, mm-hmm. they are partnering for Wolverine, The Long Night, a ten-episode scripted podcast written by Benjamin Percy and starring Richard Armitage as Wolverine. Guy of Gisborne. Yeah, oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, the girl from The Hobbit. I'm like, yeah, screw that. Um, uh, <laughs> callback. Percy, callback. Percy is, you know, versed in comics because he writes Green Arrow and T-Titans for DC at the moment. Yeah. Um, And the story, apparently, it's going to be a scripted narrative podcast. And it's... Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And it's going to f- be the idea that Logan being, is the prime suspect in a series of murders in Alaska. Uh, it's also going to star Scott Adzit, Bob Balaban, Chris Gethard, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Senior Keenan Bolger, Andrew Keenan Bolger, and Atto Ascendo in as yet unnamed roles. So it's a full cast audio drama by the sounds of it, um, released as a podcast. And yeah, it's it just sounds like it's going to be this weird crime story with Wolverine in Alaska, but. It sounds like it's a mind-wiped Wolverine, so I don't know if this is an out-of-continuity thing or if, they, or if they're going to do their own sort of podcast universe, which I think... <laughs> oh, I really no. Hope. I really the... hope that's not their focus. Oh, no, that's actually, <laughs> that is actually happening. You, you, oh, but... no. Further down, really? the a- further down the article, there's a quote from Ben <clears throat> Percy. We have a fun opportunity here, and that's to create our own continuity. A continuity that will Ugh. grow more and more expansive as the Marvel podcast universe expands. There are glimmers that people will recognise, references to Weapon X and wartime Logan, Japan and past relationships that he's had, but he himself is not able to really work through his moth-eaten memory until the conclusion of this first season. So that's... Oh god, why that... do people plan long hauls now? I mean, I know it's because they think, money, 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 da, da. but it doesn't help the long-standing of the project. Should, but that should I mean, then end. A stitcher going to be charging? A stitcher going to be charging for this? Good question. Because is is it then really a? Well, is technically, it, it's an audio drama, isn't it? Well, like, yeah. Which, is which it then, is being confused by the fact they keep calling it a podcast. 
Yeah, if they're charging for it, is it then a podcast? Isn't it then just an audio drama which is being distributed by Stitcher? I don't know. I don't Are know. they calling it a podcast because podcast is just currently the buzzword a lot of these companies use for weekly audio release? I, I believe so. Well, instead I guess we'll of, find instead out. Instead of indefinition of podcast itself? It's due in spring 2018, so who knows? That says um, to me they've already recorded it. Quite possibly, mm, yeah. Or, or have started, at least. Yeah, I'd have thought um, so. Um, yeah. But How odd. I just... Oh, it is odd. It's a, I, I hate it when people approach stuff with, and here's where we'll go next. It's like, we've not heard your first one yet. Yeah, like, well, I mean, calm, calm your tits. <laughs> they've not really talked. To, they've talked about that they're gonna do more, but they haven't talked about what they're gonna do. So I guess they can just, you know, see the caveat being whether it's successful. But yeah, how do you make money from that? Are they selling ad revenue? Are they charging for it? What's going on with that? Um, so it's gonna be a, a, a an interesting experiment, if nothing else. I think. Um, um, as far as casting goes, just basically on that, on, on the basics of Richard Armitage and Wolverine, um, I think he was a name passed around a little while ago, and people were like, if you ever had to recast the role on screen, yeah. what actors would you go for? I remember seeing his name be brought up, and I was like, I don't hate that idea. I don't so hate the that. Fa- the fact that he's that playing the part in an audio is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, all, I noticed all the, press, all the press things about this have used a picture of him in full beard, where he looks suspiciously like... Um, you Jackman did in Logan, so it's it's almost like all the press images trying to be like, eh? yeah, yeah, huh? Well, this, huh? Ar- I'm like, this screw this that. Ar- Put him in a yellow outfit. <laughs> this article's just got him it as Thorin in the Hobbit. So of course, of course. Well, short and hairy. That is Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, very, very hairy. Um, but you know, Wolverine's far more interesting than anything in the Hobbit. Um, I think I think the timing of this is also curious because it seems to be coinciding with. What's happening at the moment in comics is recently the Legacy one-shot um, revealed that the original Logan is back oh, alive. for Christ's sake. And, and he's got one of the Infinity Gems. Oh, for Christ's sake. Um, That's going to be the next big event then, isn't it? Well, no. What's happening is they're going to start seeding what's next for Wolverine in a series of post credit sequences in upcoming comic books. Oh, God. I mean, I don't hate that, but still, it's like, really, guys? I, really? I, ca- I kind of wish that they weren't bringing Wolverine back because... Me too. Me too. Well, they've already got Old Man Logan, who is, yeah. you know... <clears throat> so if you really want a Wolverine Wolverine, like old school Wolverine, you've got Old Man Logan, or you can go back and read any of the thousands of issues. Well, yeah. In. But not yeah. even that. As well as, well as having... X-23 is, is now Wolverine, so she's got her own yeah. title. Um, in X-Men Gold, Old Man Logan is part of um, the Kitty Pride's X-Men team. And in X-Men Blue, Jimmy Hudson, the, a 616 version of the ultimate character, the son of Wolverine, is yeah. on the original X-Men team. Well, has joined the team of the time-displaced original X-Men. So there's plenty of Wolverines are out there. You don't need the original coming back. I think it's more interesting to have because the Old Man Logan solo series has been really, really good so far. Um, and all new Wolverines have been pretty damn good. X Men Blue and Gold are both a pretty solid series. He's from the the little bit I've read of each of them. I've I'm, I've read the first trade of X Men Gold and uh, I'm work I'm about halfway through the first trade of X Men Blue. So the, you know there's good stuff going on there. Um, so why bring him back? And I think it's it's the Spider Man in the nineties stuff again, isn't it? It's, yeah. Oh, here's the, here's this version of the character, and here's this version of the character, and this version's a bit different because he's wearing a hood. 
it's just like, oh, for Christ's sake, just like, let X-23 be Wolverine and have Old Man Logan as a bonus. And there you go. Like, that's yeah. Enough. That's enough. <clears throat> oh, man. But hey. But hey, that's the world we live in. What else has gone on this week? We've just got a couple of little tidbits. Oh, um, Quentin Tarantino apparently is is thinking about directing the next Star Trek. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, which is very, very strange. Yeah, um, odd. Uh, you can't really do a trunk shot at the back of the Enterprise, can you? A trunk POV shot. No one's going to pop open the trunk of the Enterprise to like pull a hostage out or anything. Trunk shot in space. Can it be done? Yeah. It no. depends on how uh, how big how big the back of the Enterprise is and how big the the person they're smuggling in a carpet is. So, um, what else? I mean, are we just gonna uh, what what are we gonna get? A, suddenly, a lot more cursing. Like fifty songs gonna enjoy it. Like just start popping up. Well, there's plenty of cursing in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, well, that's true, but not in the um, not in the JJ Abrams verse. There's a bit of it. And there's like the Abrams shit. Verse, yeah. The shit and piss and things like that, but like you know, it's just going to be elaborate, an elaborate sequence that turned out to only exist because he wanted to look at um, what's it? It's always Aldana's feet. Like it's just, I, I know we're obviously making all the all the obvious Quentin Tarantino jokes here, but it's like big chin. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> The fact that Quentin Tarantino, the older he gets, looks more and more like a Quentin Tarantino villain. Um, <laughs> the older he gets, the more he looks like the vampire version of him from from Dust Till Dawn. <gasps> Shit, you're right. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> With his giant um, face, this giant face and his receding hair. Well, in that, it's a bigger brow in it, but now he's just like yeah, he's going the Richard Lewis way of haircuts. Yeah, yeah. So it's just sort of sliding back. But unlike Richard Lewis, he ain't combing some of it forward. Um, nor is he an old Jewish actor and comedian. Um, as much as he wishes he was. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'd like to see a Tarantino take at sci-fi. Yeah, because we've never really seen Tarantino do anything genre. No, like we? we've, we've, seen, we've seen things get a bit a bit fantasy in some of his films. Like, you know, Kill Bill, obviously the way certain things are shot and everything verge on fantasy a bit. But, um, you know, they're not. Like, they're, they're still... The violence is real and, you know, the characters don't do illogically superhuman things apart from a couple moments and stuff where it's like, oh, okay, that's pushing it a bit, that's pushing it a bit, but it's part of the style of the film. The cases are real. The verdicts <laughs> are real. Um, Quentin Tarantino is Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, no, I'd watch that. Um... <laughs> Yeah. What do you mean you're just getting sick of the, 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 the noise that their lizard tank makes through the bedroom wall? Get, get, get oh. the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so that's a weird little news tidbit. One more little news tidbit before we move on to the main bulk of this show, which is going to be catching up on emails. Um, oh, I. Oh, I. We're going to have another Northern Doctor, Christopher. Oh, I. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, this week, a uh, bunch, of, bunch of press has been popping in and out from... Um, the Doctor Who production team, as we get nearer and nearer to Twice Upon a Time, a Christmas special that the more I learn about it, the more I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, oh, God, seriously, the more I read, the more I'm like, oh, for Christ. By the time sake. it airs on Christmas Day, I'll be three sheets <clears throat> to the wind anyway, so it won't matter. Fair play. It will be my one day off, so I think what I'll probably do on the day. Oh, no, we have a podcast, though. 
So we've got to talk about it. Um, on the day, I'll probably I'll probably half watch it and then just pay attention for the final three minutes. Um, just so I can get the glorious, yay, here's the first sign of hopefully what will be a resurgence of awesomeness for this show. Woo! But, um, but yeah, the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, oh, God. Remember that teaser trailer, the one they put out, I think it was New York Comic Con, that began with footage of Hartnell that like sort of... And melded into footage of David Bradley as the first Doctor. Because he's exactly the same as William Hartnell. Yeah, guess what? What? That's allegedly how the episode opens. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank ew. you. Ew, 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 ew. No. Um, yep. Ew, no. ew, ew, ew. Apparently it's full of... References to the first Doctor being slightly sexist and misogynist and, and oh, 60s sensibilities. Because, you know, the first Doctor was from the 60s. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, God. And part of the 12th Doctor's reason to... Oh, Stephen Moffat suggested in the Radio Times interview that part of the 12th Doctor's... Uh, not Radio Times, SFX. That part of the 12th Doctor's reason to regenerate in... He, he like, almost... It basically implies the Twelfth Doctor chooses to regenerate into a woman because after seeing his older self, he realises it's time to be more progressive. So it's not just, oh my god, this is really cool casting, can't wait to see Jodie Whittaker in the role. It's Moffat's, like, Sherlock New Year's special thing all over again of, oh, he's going to say what's progressive and he's going to say what's what's feminist and, and everything just doesn't play right does it it just feels weird fuck that but that's fuck also suggesting that, that the first doctor is flawed do you know what i mean is is is, is and has encouraged him to oh god but that also implies that the doctor didn't respect or understand women really before this and decides oh right i'm gonna change now and try and change that it's like so it's taking a shit on every other previous incarnation oh yeah because moffat's never done uh, that before Oh, God. There have only been two Doctors that were just outright sort of weirdly uncomfortable around female characters, either by mistreating them or barely, like, respecting them. And those have been the 11th and 12th Doctors. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, just, for Christ's sake, just, ugh. Yuck, 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 yuck. Speaking of mistreatment... Oh yeah, but she's gonna she's gonna talk in the York tracks. Yeah. Hey! So- <laughs> um, speaking of mistreatment, let's catch up yeah. on some emails. Um- oh! <laughs> if you've been abused by podcast hosts neglecting to read your emails, please email in to bigdamncontact at gmail dot com and send cash donations. We're catching up today, so don't worry. Um- catch up, catch up, but you're gonna catch up. Oh, it's full of delicious juice. Uh, first one comes in from Ethan. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. We loved you in the movie Sinister. Not Ethan Hawke. Not Ethan Hawke. Ethan says, Hello, hello, hello. I have a few questions. Questions. Is is, is Ethan a a Bobby from from a 1960s carry-on? When you open your email like that, you are now a Bobby. So... (laughs) Or Count Olaf. Deal with it. Hello, hello, hello. No, no, there's no H. It's it's ease, ease all the way. Um, ah. uh, see, I'm not, I'm not a fool, Christopher. I know how to read dialects. Um, I have a few questions. Question one: 
How do you feel of Love Actually, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, finally coming to Netflix next month, or in the case of Star Wars, out now? Yes, please. All right, I think, I think we're going to have to go question by question. What were those movies? Uh, Love Actually, Force Awakens. Love Actually and, is uh, no, a disgusting no, not, piece of cinema. That's not the question, that's not the question. The question is, oh. how do you feel about Love Actually, Force Awakens, and the Back to the Future trilogy finally coming to Netflix? Oh, couldn't care less about Love Actually because it's it's shit. Actually, um, <laughs> seriously, there's actually. an amazing there's an amazing article. There's an ama- I, I do enjoy Richard Curtis sometimes in a guilty pleasure kind of way, but there's an amazing article uh, that was written on what's the website Jezebel. Oh yes, um, about four years ago maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's called it's called something like I rewatched Love Actually and I'm going to ruin it, something like that. And it's just you, you read it and you go, oh god, you're right. Um, Love Actually couldn't, couldn't care less but a lot of people seem to enjoy it it's a Christmas movie so that's awesome Everyone's what was the next one? terrible ones? in Love Actually Force Awakens <laughs> yeah perfect timing uh, perfect timing yeah almost as if Netflix have got a deal with Disney um, yes uh, <laughs> and uh, back, <laughs> the Back to the Future trilogy <gasps> okay that's good I could watch them again I don't think ba-da-ba, they're on yet ba-da-ba-ba, on Netflix Sorry, that's the official. That's the official theme, right? Yes. Yes. Na, 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 Netflix. So yeah, that's okay, I guess. Great Scott um, Marty! I haven't added. Uh, I haven't added uh, fucking uh, that thing to my list. Did you just swear, Doc? Fuck yes. I'm. Marty. I'm ignoring you now, Christopher. Great um, fuck. Question two, what do you think of Enchanted 2, the Disney one with Amy Adams, Jumanji 2, and Incredibles 2? It better be based off the meh PS2 game or set after it at the least. That is That's all. That's a really... Ta-ra! That's... Ethan, that... Ethan! That is a really vague question, considering one of those movies doesn't necessarily exist. Yeah. Um, Disenchanted has been, in, has been in a state of pre-production for about seven years... Uh, which is the sequel to Enchanted. Um, I know they're going like, ahead with it, but like we don't know much about it. it. Uh, no, and I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. I really love Enchanted. I, I, I have a massive fondness for that movie. And Enchanted it, it's is the a film, movie, yeah, yeah. It's the film that made me go, oh, this is Amy Adams. She's incredible. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's it could have been a part that, you know, that the sort of part that a bunch of actors, as they got further on in, in fame and... and choices of roles might look back on and be like oh yeah no i did this film once uh whatever blah 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 but no like she owns that so much she's brilliant in it um and she is she is involved in the sequel but we don't know much else about what state it's in but i, I enchanted's fine like i don't want to i don't want to follow that up yeah like, i have it, no interest in an enchanted sequel you know the only reason they'll be doing it is because amy adams is now like you know one of the hottest um like talents in Hollywood, like both critically and sort of with like you know fan bases and everything. Um, add to that, Adina Menzel's in it, and obviously she made them a shit ton of money with Frozen. Yeah. So they they just they just want to churn it out for that. But no, I would I would rather we just get a nice little PS of Giselle popping up in the Wreck It Ralph two Disney website stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's yeah, Giselle. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That'd be enough. Incredibles two. Do you want to know something really sad? What's that? Still haven't watched the teaser trailer. It's the 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 most <clears throat> vague teaser, classic Pixar teaser. Yeah, yeah. It's, it tells you literally nothing 
Is it is it Jack Jack? Yeah, it's Jack Jack. And he uses his, he uses his unstable powers to like cut a trough through his dad's hair. <laughs> so his dad's hair's like parted like the Red Sea. Um and then he gives you the logo, which is the same as the first film's logo, but the eye is split into a two, Roman numeral that's, two. Okay, that's kind um, of brilliant as far as logos go. Yeah. Right. Um, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. It looks um, pretty fun, but it's probably going to be terrible. I'm going to go watch it regardless. Yeah, it, it's a Sony release at Christmas, so I'm not having my hopes up. But, like, there are three cast members in that lead cast. Like, I'm not I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. I don't dislike him, but just, I'm just not, I've not absorbed enough of his stuff to to love him. But, like, I adore Jack Black, I adore Karen Gillan, and I freaking worship at the altar of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So Who doesn't? Like... You know, oh god just oh wow what a guy um but like i just you know what, what a mean? man like, like, what a man that alone and the fact that they've made a very big point in in this last year of going it's called jumanji welcome to the jungle not jumanji it's not a rehash of the first we're doing something different with the story is enough to make me go okay let's see what you got guys like let's hope that we've got a um you know a a a sideways glance sequel at the for the to the original, as opposed to a son of the mask style. What the fuck are you doing? You've missed point the point of the charm of the original. <laughs> and and also, do you know what oh, I mean? Like we yeah. can't we we can't really judge what it's going to be like yet because the last one was about a enchanted cursed board game spilling a jungle world out into our world. This time, four people are just in that world, so it'll be you know I'm I, I, we'll see. Uh, I can already sense it's going to be a a um, comfortable three stars kind of movie. That's you what I'm getting from yeah. it so far. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, it was fine. It was fun. I had fun. That kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, Jack Black. Yay. Jack Black playing a 17-year-old mean girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see the appeal. I think it's going to be pretty fun. Um, I'm an overweight middle-aged man. This one comes in from friend of the show and Coronation Street star CDM. Hey, congrats. Read the story on, um, oh God, what site was it? It was like Cult Box or something. Yeah. His, his character sticking around. Oh yeah. Charlie. Charlie. So you know what that means, more, don't you? More Charlie in our northern, um, our northern More Charlie homeland. in our diet. Yay. <laughs> um, but he's emailed them in with this saying, oi, oi, boys. Oh, oh, balls well, etc., etc. I haven't seen Justice League. As you might be able to tell from the <laughs> header, I'm kind of done with the whole DCEU thing. The title of the email is Justice Beleaguered. Um, oh, not, we should have called our episode that. God damn it. No. Um, I've <laughs> Justice been, Beleaguered. That's really good. I've been various kinds of unimpressed since it first limped onto the scene, and it's been a downward trajectory from there. Now, I've spoken to Charlie recently, and he hasn't seen Wonder Woman, <clears> so he needs to see Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a viewing party. At this point, the loudest criticism I can personally make is with my wallet, and judging by the woeful US opener, I'd say many are doing the same. I don't think any amount of curiosity could coax me into a theatre for this one. However, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, which I presume you covered earlier in the show, so I'll instead of asking an unrelated question. This was from a week ago or so. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, given the bold and hasty recasting of Kevin Spacey and Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World, it got me thinking about other recastings in Hollywood history and the what-if scenarios therein. What would an Eric Stoltz Back to the Future trilogy look like? A Tom, oh. a Tom Selleck Indiana Jones, and oh, 
And poor, poor Stuart Townsend. <laughs> Is he though? Is he in though? Which, in which project? Um, <laughs> Isn't there at least two who was kicked out during the pre-production? Oh god. Any faves? Any would rather see over the final version? Spooch the booch. <laughs> um, and he's Classic. he's included some suggestions for us below, so we don't have to do too much browsing. So we'll go through them first. Um, Martin Sheen for Harvey Keitel in Apocalypse Now. Oh, that film still would be weird and long. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's still, I think it still would be what it is. But Sheen is great in there, and it still would have been dragged down by. <clears throat> um, Brando and production. Weird Brando at the end, yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Toby no, Mag- I'd, I'd, I'd keep that one. I'd keep that one as is. I'd keep that one. Toby Maguire for Jake Gyllenhaal in one of the Spider-Man films. It was going to be number two, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, there is an alternate universe in which we get to watch at least one Spider-Man movie with Jake Gyllenhaal in the role, just to see. Because this was, for those, for those trying to picture it and thinking, wait, what? This was early 2000s Jake Gyllenhaal, who definitely could pass off a slightly more boyish um sort of look and everything nowadays he just sort of permanently looks looks tired dangerous and kind of sexy <laughs> and that seems to be jake gyllenhaal's look tired, tired dangerous, dangerous and kind, kind of, of sexy. sexy like it like <laughs> it um, um so this would be like jarhead sort of nearly jake gyllenhaal wouldn't it for two or three um uh, uh no no i couldn't it's got to be toby Simply because Spider-Man 2 is so freaking great. Like, I wouldn't want to change it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that was about, don't you? It was in... Uh, Toby was injured, wasn't he? he? He was injured during the making of Seabiscuit. Oh, God. And him and Kirsten Dunst allegedly did not get on very well when making the first movie. Yeah. And she was dating Jake Gyllenhaal at the time. She basically came to Sony and Sam Raimi was like, look, we need to go. We need to crack on. Um, why don't you audition Jake? And Raimi was like, no, no, we can wait. We'll hold off. You know, we plan it. We'll hold off a bit longer. Wait for Toby to get better. And the Warner's execs were, execs were like, well, I don't know. Let's, let's think about this. So, uh, yeah, that nearly happened. That was nearly a thing. Um, um, I, I, I imagine they possibly learned to get on toward the end of the run, hopefully. <laughs> what else is what else is Charlie including for us? Uh, Mark Wahlberg for Ryan Gosling in The Lovely Bones. I've not seen The Lovely Bones, so I've no idea. But Ryan Gosling is a better actor than Mark Wahlberg, so I guess I would have preferred to see that one that we didn't see. We got Mark what? Wahlberg instead. No! <laughs> but I've not seen it. Um, this one's an interesting one. Keanu Reeves uh, so replacing Will Smith. Yeah, in Will the Smith Matrix. in the Matrix. Yeah, Will Smith was offered the role of of Neo. That would have been um, so weird. It would have been really because you wouldn't have had like, whoa, I know kung fu. It would have been like, I know kung fu. <laughs> yeah, that um, that that whole thing works because Keanu Reeves underplays it because Keanu Reeves yeah. underplays everything because yeah. that's Keanu Reeves. Um, Did you know who was originally offered the role of Morpheus? Really. Do you know? No. Sean Connery. Uh well, we'll get to Sean Connery in a sec. Oh, okay. I think I know which one this is. Um, okay, yeah. Go on. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, Keanu's Keanu was perfect. Yeah, for Keanu Matrix. is Neo. Like I can't imagine Will Smith in that role. It's just he's too showboaty. We can it just just watch part of Hancock, but um, imagine that he's wearing a leather trench coat while he's flying around. Oh God, Han- go. Hancock is terrible. 
Um, Hancock Hancock is a brilliant at half an hour, and then it, and then it turns into something else. That was also a subtle hour, co- that was that was long. that was also a subtle comedy joke there for any Tony Hancock fans hey. who happen to be listening. All all of the all of the fourteen to twenty seven year old Tony Hancock fans that are in our demographic. <laughs> a pint, a pint. That's nearly an armful. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, Sean Connery was originally Gandalf or approached to be Gandalf in Lord of the Rings over Ian McKellen. What do we yep. think of that? Uh, so glad it turned out the way it did, and, I, and and it was the same essentially for both that and the Matrix. Connery turned down Lord of the Rings because of the commitment, like it was too big as far as he was concerned. Yeah, um, it was a hell of a you know, commitment. It was, it was yeah. th- three three films, three films over four years, and mostly spending your time in New Zealand. And also, Sean, um, Sean Connery doesn't like doing anything. That's true. Hello, I'm a wizard. Um, plus, he he turned down the Matrix because he didn't get it. But in a really frustrated kind of way of like, I don't understand what you're trying to show me. Just, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. And like, okay, fine. All right. All right. All right. Okay then, Sean. All right then. Fair enough. Um, I'm glad Ian McKellen was Gandalf, if only because it meant we got the scene in extras where he describes his process. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so. Peter good. Jackson. Peter Jackson asked me to play Gandalf, and I said, "No, I'm not actually." A don't do it. Let him go watch it for himself, no. Christopher. I've got to watch it for ourselves. To pretend to be able to do <laughs> It's amazing. Oh. So good. No scripts on the night. Um, <laughs> and- Charlie's listening along going, I could do that better. <laughs> he can't. He's got a crack in McKellen. It's not a euphemism. So, um, Yet. Charlie mentioned the Eric Stoltz uh, Back to the Future. You can see you can see glimpses of what that reality is like in the making of yeah because um, some of that footage is still is still around isn't it yeah they they shot a good like a couple of months worth I think of, of Marty McFly stuff yeah before they recast and it was just a case of they were looking at the dailies and they were like he, he's not he's not bad because obviously we cast him like we went through auditions and everything but I don't know it's just vibe wise it it doesn't quite feel right and then they went well, back and they. They jiggered with the casting a bit, and they yeah. wanted Michael J. Fox to start with. Yeah, um, but he couldn't. Well, that didn't work fam- out. Yeah, you know, it was because of family ties. So it yeah, was after they fired. Oh, of course, yeah, because family ties were like, no, we're not giving you leeway. No, we need yeah. you for this, that, and the other. And the way he did it was, for the most part, he shot he, all of his daytime scenes. He shot at the weekends, um, and all of his other scenes in interiors and everything he shot overnight. Yeah. So he'd finish at, um, what was the soap? It was... Uh, family Ties. Family Ties. Was it soap or a sitcom? Uh, soap, uh, I think. The soap I know It was like, a TV show anyway. It's a TV he show. Shot family, he shot Family Ties. He finished at like 7pm, 8pm. Then a car from the Universal guys would pick him up. They'd have some food for him ready or they'd like take him to get some on the way. He'd sleep in the car. He'd be at the studios about an hour and a half later. He'd wake up, go into makeup, shoot scenes till about five in the morning, have his makeup removed, get in the back of the car, go to sleep, have a couple of hours sleep at home, and then be back on set for Family Ties. And yet he still gave the performance he did in that movie, which is great. Do yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh yeah. my god! Like he, Michael J. He Fox. saw it. As, he saw it as I want to do this. I'm gonna do it, and I'll, I will suffer and and sleep and feel knackered afterwards. I'll suffer the consequences later. <laughs> Um, but there's, there's another... <laughs> the consequences happen to be a successful film career for the next decade and a half. So fair enough. There's another, there's another one um, that gets lost in the, the the Eric Stoltz thing about Back <clears throat> to the Future, 
So oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd wasn't the original choice for for Doc <gasps> Brown. I did not know this. Go 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 go. Who, who was it? Who was it? It was John Lithgow. For real? Yeah, but he was not available. So the producers of Buckaroo Banzai, I shit you not, Buckaroo Banzai suggested Christopher Lloyd for Back to the Future. And if Lloyd <laughs> hadn't have taken it, they would have asked Jeff Goldblum. Now, I rewatched Jurassic Park a couple of nights it's, ago. Uh, 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 it's your, uh, it's your, your, your kids, Marty. Something's uh, uh, got to be uh, 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 done about your kids. I think both a John Lithgow or a Jeff Goldblum, Doc Brown, would have been amazing. But Christopher Lloyd kills it. That's not to say we want to get Christopher Lloyd, but, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that that's just so i want to so i want to peek into that i want to peek into that timeline i want to get in the delorean go back inconvenience christopher lloyd on the day so that they cast goldblum come back to present watch the movies and then pop back and stop myself from recorrecting it yeah just so i can have a look just so i can see uh, what that would be like you'd be way too young though surely i mean i know they aged lloyd up for the uh for the present day doc yeah. In the first one. Because, um, yeah, because in the second one they don't, because they explain it away that he's used some futuristic stuff to make himself look younger. And it's like, we're just doing this so we don't have to put prosthetics on him for the duration of all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fair enough. Because um, he was like, what? He was like in his uh, early 50s, I think, um, uh, at the time of making him. Yeah. Um, so, they, yeah, so they, they age him up. Like Billio uh, in the first movie when he's in present day, but Goldblum they would have to have aged him considerably. I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! But why not? Why not? When this baby hits eighty-eight uh, miles per hour, you're uh, gonna <laughs> see some <laughs> uh, serious uh, uh, pile of shit. <laughs> Oh God! Um, oh, that's mad. I'd love to see that. How about <laughs> how about some Batman choices for <gasps> Tim Burton Batman? Bum, bum, what about? Bum, 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 bum. Oh my God! I know which one you're gonna tell me. So, oh no, there's there's the obvious silly one, which is Bill Murray. Yes. Being, oh my God! Yeah. But that was when the movie was supposed to be more comedic, like in the yeah, where well, 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 it was it, it was still, it was still gonna um, look dark and gothic, but it was it was very much gonna be um, like a Oh, this is a slightly more grown-up version of the show you all know. Yeah, yeah, but um, but silly. Um, but no, apparently, uh, in the running at various points were Alec Baldwin, Pierce Brosnan, Tom Selleck, <gasps> Mel oh, Gibson, right, hang on, hang on. Kurt hang on, Russell. Hold up, hold up. Late eighties, Alec Baldwin. Yes. Yeah. Well, that would have been a really cool choice. We did get the shadow later on, which is the. You know, fairly close it was re- to it. Rever- reverse casting, then. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not going to play Batman, but you're going to play the character that Batman took all of his influences from after, um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, Bill Finger and Jerry Robinson took him out of that stupid red and yellow kite costume that Bob that Bob Kane drew him in. <laughs> like, we're just going to nick from the shadow. Oh, cool. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, God. Kurt Russell wouldn't have been bad either. No. Um, uh, Charlie. I'm a mulleted Batman. Charlie Sheen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 
Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I, want you, was, I want you to tell your friends about me. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer was first choice for Vicky Vale in Batman. Yeah, but, um, that, that was true. Um, who was it? Who was originally going to then be Vicky Vale in the shot? Was it Sean Young? No. Uh, yeah, Sean Young like, was originally. Cast. Yeah, they shot they shot stuff with her as Vicky Vale. Yeah, and, so and she then she got injured. Down. Yeah, um, and then she came back to audition for Catwoman, but she didn't go to the auditions. She just showed up at Tim Burton's office dressed as Catwoman. Yeah, and no one's really taken her seriously since. Um, yeah. which well, is Sean kind Young. of upsetting. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Uh, Marlon Wayans was cast and fitted for wardrobe and had an action figure made for Batman Returns, mm-hmm. but the ba- the character was scrapped before they went into shooting. So that yeah, was... They, 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 they briefly spoke something. to him for um, the first one as well. Because there's, there's a storyboarded scene from the first one featuring Robin, and it, it features the likeness of Marlon Wayans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so they, they were talking to him, obviously, and then they were like, no, 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 it's not going to be in this one. It's not going to be in this one, but we'll get back to you. And then they were like, yeah, okay, right. You're going to be in this one. It's going to happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, sticks, you know, like the stuff for a toy. Oh, oh, no, never mind. Never mind, Marlon. Sorry. Off you go. <laughs> um, so, what's the other one? Oh, uh, in Batman Forever, of course, we could have got a Billy D. Williams Two Face. Oh, I know. Well, we were supposed to, weren't we? But yeah. Then the big shoe got involved. Yeah. And that, that uh, changed. We finally things. got him. We finally got him in uh, Lego Batman movie. Yeah. We find yeah. we did finally get him. Um, are there any others <laughs> that come to mind with you, Christopher? Any biggies? Because um, we could I'm literally spend to... a whole podcast on this. Um, we could. We, we probably should actually. It'd be quite a fun one to explore. If yeah. we just like try to look up as many as possible. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any others that really, like, really came about in a way. It was like, wait, what? Oh, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, when uh, not not films, but when um, Doctor Who was revived in in production started in 2003 yeah um originally russell t davies and uh, the heads drama approached believe it or not hugh grant oh yeah yeah i remember that i remember that knocking around as a rumor yeah yeah, yeah. and it was it was partially based off of him being the doctor in the curse of fatal death skip from 1999 um they were just like this could actually kind of work let's all right let's talk about this and uh the word was that he considered it briefly but then said he preferred to focus on, you know, television. Uh, sorry, to focus on on film uh, than TV. Yeah. Um, because obviously the TV one's a big commitment. And then I think it came out since that he regretted not at least going. Oh, maybe a one-off. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like well, yeah, that'd have been fun. Yeah. But obviously, I'm glad it turned out the way it did because we got my boy. Uh, my so, boy. Yeah, my boy. Because just imagine. It's like... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh, justice, uh, <laughs> justice once. Uh, oh gosh, if everybody could live, that'd be uh, that'd be smashing. Uh, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you. I'm burning that topic go, go, forever, go, go, so go, we don't have to go, do that go home again. And enjoy your lovely uh, be- beans on toast. Um, <laughs> um, next one comes in from Guy, next? not Guy Lambert, other guy. Um, Says too big. I'm drinking, other guy. I'm drinking because of you, other guy. Listen. Terrible. Don't ever make that sound (laughs) on mic again. Um, He says, Hello, Chris and Matt. Chris, I'm sorry about your experience with Justice League. It's not nice to feel so disappointed and feel as if a film has gone against its source material. It's rather similar to how I felt 
after watching Star Trek Into Darkness, but I'll leave that rant for some other time. I don't think the problem is so much <laughs> that it goes against its source material, because that's not necessarily a bad thing for adaptations. It's just the problem it was a bad film. Um, carrying on from my previous, a Dune podcast would be lovely, although David Lynch's Dune is an absolute glorious mess of a film. You have been warned. I could watch <laughs> I could watch Dune. Um I was wondering, as a person who never read any DC comics when he was younger, could you suggest perhaps five comics which are good potentially starting points? I'm completely lost when I've been looking recently at them. Many thanks. Thank you, Guy. I've stopped drinking because of you. In fact, not only that, I've become sober and I'm working at the local orphan shelter. Well done, Guy. Uh, Chris, All because of that email. Give me um, five trades that are good starting points for DC. Is is it time for one of our uh, occasionally happening recommended lists of reading for new future readers of comic books? Um, DC specifically? Yeah, yeah, DC specifically. Alright, all guy. Um, if you're looking for something, I always recommend this one as like, if you're just looking for something blockbustery that's bathed in the familiar, but you'll also learn a little bit more about stuff you may not have known, and it's also a little greatest hits. Batman Hush is always a good one to have a go at. Yeah, Hush is good. One 12-part story collected in either two or one books uh, features, like, nearly every Batman villain and an interesting mystery. Yeah. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Batman Year One. If you like Batman Begins, Batman Year One is a pretty cool kind of um, parallel to that. Well, following on from the last email, <clears throat> Batman Begins was originally a Darren Aronofsky-led Year One adaptation before Chris Nolan came on board. Yeah, I believe that's true. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so year one's a good one. Um, uh, Superman Earth One. Okay. Um, the JM, the JMS uh, uh, hardbacks, which are sort of the DC Universe's equivalent of Ultimate Marvel in a way. Like, like they're not, they, they don't cross over, but they're like, uh, here's how we would have told it if we were creating it now in this modern setting. Um, it's the Superman movie I would love to see. Basically, Superman Earth One Volume One. Uh, is really really good. Uh, bu- 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 boom. Um, oh god, I'm trying to think of a couple of those off the top of my noggin. Uh, what's the first Scott Snyder arc? Court, Court of Owls. Owls. Yeah, uh, Court of Owls. Batman uh, is phenomenal. That's uh, really really cool. And um, uh, <laughs> again, I'm recommending Batman, but it's just because these are the books I think that you'd really enjoy as a first time reader. Um, Mad Love and Other Stories, which is the uh, Batman animated series comic book collection featuring this story that gave a backstory to Harley Quinn for the first time and is so superbly written and the backup stories are really good as well. So those are mine. Matthew. Um, I'm going to second all your picks, but I'm going to choose five of my own because variety. Um, Firstly, (laughs) I would say do not worry about continuity. Yeah. Just jump just in. Just dive in. And you'll yeah. work it out. It, don't worry. Because some of this stuff is in continuity. Some of it's not. Uh, yeah. It's like the universes. One... Don't worry about it. Just They're just stories. Yeah. The, um, like the ones I recommended, the only ones that are sort of in continuity are Court of Owls. But again, it's it's the start of a brand new book. So it yeah. tells you everything you need to know. And um, Hush fills in the blanks because it's treated like a one-off story. So, yeah. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, for my part, I would say Superman Birthright. Oh, uh, that's a really good one. Uh, the definitive origin is that, is that, for the is Man that Mark of Steel. Wade? Uh, Mark Wade and yeah, it's the one that begins. The ones that begins with him as a reporter in Africa, uh, isn't it? What's the artist called? Um, 
Lenil Yu? No, it's not him. Is yeah, it? it is Lenil Yu. Oh, is it? Is it him on that one? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the one. That, it's the um, one that starts with Clark on like he's he's still training to be. He's like studying journalism, isn't he? He's yeah, and he's in Africa for yeah. a bit, and then yeah, it's that's it's a really good book. Just great. Um, if you want to get into more recent stuff, uh, the any of the DC rebirths, uh, well, not any of them because some of them are a bit pants. But uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly the DC Rebirth Superman, uh, the first volume of that is worth checking out. I can't remember the subtitle for that one. Uh, also, the first uh, volume of the new Batman ongoing, so that would be I Am Gotham. Uh, mm-hmm. That's worth picking up. So yeah, I Am Gotham. So we go, Birthright, I Am Gotham. The... First volume of the New Fifty Two Justice League, which is called Origin. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and it give you a good Some sense of the, for one all of the parademons and everything. And yeah, that'll give you a good yeah. sense for all those characters. Um, It'll be like the Justice League movie, but good. <laughs> one of the <laughs> maybe <laughs> one of the earliest books I read from DC stuff when I was like expanding beyond the Batman uh, mythos was Green Lantern Rebirth. Which is the resurrection of of Hal Jordan into the into the DC universe? So that's actually, even though it's like in the middle of continuity, it's actually really good for establishing the Green Lanterns and re-establishing Hal Jordan and getting your head around all that stuff. So that's pretty good. Um, that's three, isn't it? So four and five. Uh, I'm trying to give it a bit of variety. Like I say, I would say, um. Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Um, again, it's not in continuity and it's got some flaws in terms of some of its themes and stuff, but it is a immensely powerful and dynamic piece of comics. It's a um, really, 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 like, just gorgeous piece of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, right. the way, the pace of it, and it, it's very much in the author's voice. But at this point, the author wasn't a crazy person entirely. Um, there was just there was just an underlay of crazy that flashed through occasionally. Uh, um, but yeah, no, that is a great that is a great book, and you'll get to see why it is people draw from it so much, but also understand why people really should stop drawing from it. Yeah, because on its own is where it works really well. Yeah, it works on itself, <laughs> um, and also I'm going to double up on. Uh, I'm going to double up on uh, Superman, and I'm going to say uh, All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison and <gasps> Frank Wiley. Yeah, that's lovely. That's such a lovely book. Again, it's kind of not, it's kind of out of continuity, but it just gives you an idea of all these concepts, and it really gets to the core of Superman as a character and makes it exact and makes it very clear why the version of him that they went with in the DCEU doesn't really work for the character. Um, mm. If you're doing a Superman you know, character, then... Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. So, yeah, give I'd, those five a go. If you fancy something, just as a bonus, little cheeky little bonus, uh, if you fancy one that isn't necessarily a superhero book, but just a character book, um, I think we've sucked its dick quite a bit, but uh, American Alien, Superman. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about is, doing is American really... Alien, but I've already yeah, got just, Birthright just... in there, so... Yeah, yeah, well, it, yeah, so like, if you enjoy, if, give, give Birthright a read, and if you want to know just a bit more about Clark and, and Superman and stuff, like, about that period of his life... Yeah. Um, uh, American Aliens really good because it's just seven stories told over the course of like the first 20 years of his life 
that just sort of teach you little bits about who he is. Yeah. And what ma- and what makes Clark Clark and what makes Clark um do Superman the way he does. And it doesn't work in continuity with, with Birthright, but don't worry about that because it's not yeah. about the continuity of it, it's about the it's about who they are as a character. It's like fairy um, tales. Yeah. It's like when you hear fairy yeah. tales and you're a kid, like, you know, a parent will tell you and like a grandparent will tell you and then you'll read them in a storybook and someone at school will tell you. And they're all telling them differently, but you get that this, 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 this and this are all part of it. And you just you just go with it. That's that's pretty much how, how you need to approach uh, comic books that might seem a little continuity heavy or a bit daunting. You just need to dive in. Because by the end of it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know what that is and I know what that is now and I kind of get that. And then the next time you bump into it in another story, you'll be like, oh, that's sort of like that thing. Okay. And you just, you know, you get it. You pick it up as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. There we go. Hope that has, uh, has answered your questions, Guy. Uh, next email comes in next email. from Sean. And he's giving us an update on the uh, the DC TV show situation. Um, since we, after hearing our uninterested thoughts on The Flash. Um, <laughs> so this is a quick non-spoiler rundown of the current CD, CWDC TV EU shows. <laughs> nice. Me. Uh, seven episodes <laughs> in. Uh, before we get into this, I should also note that in another bit of sexual harassment news, Andrew Kreisberg has been fired. Yeah, from um, Flash and Supergirl. So yeah. Greg Belanti is currently the um, the show, show runner over there. The show showrunner. The show showrunner. Um yeah. So, okay, this is what uh, Sean has to say about these shows. Uh, Supergirl, same as ever, with a seemingly increased focus on character and more licensed music than I remember from previous seasons. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's very poppy. It's sort of aimed yeah. at younger teens, so yeah. Um, the Flash, lightened back up from last season. No trying to get faster, all about thinking faster. Also, Joe West and whatever version of Harrison Wells Tom Cavanagh's playing now are a delight as always. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm slightly suckered in a bit by the thought yeah, of I've seeing seen, Tom Cavanagh try another Harrison. I've seen a few minutes of um, the new the season. It was like, I don't think it was the opener. It was one of the episodes in the new season. It was like, this this is okay. Um, Legends. Fun, light, and silly at times, but it can have its serious moment when it comes to story and character moments. It just seems to have the most fun with the time travel this season. They do also make quite a few movie references. Okay. Um, I never really remember, got into Legends. Member movies. Member. Yeah, maybe. Um, Arrow. Same as ever, but with a <laughs> but with a happier Oliver and no flashbacks. And I think a focus on the team as a whole, not just Oliver. Only took them 18 seasons, but... Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was your CW DC TV EU roundup uh, for December first. <laughs> I've still not found myself urged to jump in. Have you? Um, no, no. Weird, isn't it? Not at all. Weird. I don't know what that's about, but hey, um, this one comes in from Tom Monte, and I'm not going to do the voice because I'm sick of that joke now. Um. <laughs> Tom Monty will return uh, in another guise at some point. Whenever I can be asked to do the voices again. Uh, I just need to get through these emails because I've got places to be and things to do. Um, seasons greetings, Christopher <laughs> and Matthew. I hope your cold or cough or whatever it has has fucked off for good. Matthew, yes it has. My voice is nearly back to top form. Uh, how are we feeling about the reports that the Doctor Who Christmas special will be released a week early on Amazon US? 
uh, uh, if luckily, it's true, then it's going to be fantastic to see hundreds of gifts of the out of context regeneration all over my Twitter feed a week before I watch it. So excited about that. Yeah, it looks like it's been cleared up, actually. Earlier this week, there was a scare. Uh, Amazon announced the Doctor Who Christmas special would be available um, from like, a certain price and stuff. This is uh, Amazon in the US, I think it was. Yeah. Um, from the 18th of <laughs> December. And everyone went, what? That'd be pretty like, odd, what the sure. hell? Well, everyone was like, especially because obviously you've got, um, you know, it's paid for by license license uh, fee payers. And it's like, so what people on Amazon in America are going to see it before we are? What's going on? Uh, it's since been clarified. No, it was a statement that basically was misinterpreted. What it's referring to is that the return of Dr. Mysterio and other Christmas specials will be of a better price, like a discounty price. Oh, right. That makes more sense. Um, they've still not put out a statement to clarify that entirely but they've responded to like amazon amazon support responded to several tweets to explain it so Fair i enough. just thought isn't that typical of this current um era that yeah. there would still that there would be one last major leak before it completely changed to a different team yeah i think so um <laughs> on the topic of doctor who gives a shit when 12 regenerates <laughs> Do you think anyone else will be present, assuming it's in the TARDIS? And what do you think 13's first line will be? Do you think she will refer to her gender, or do you think Chibbers has written it as if the change is irrelevant? Have a lovely day, Tom Monte. Um, I I hope no one else is present, because yeah. I want this to be a fresh start. And I hope 13's first line isn't a whole, I'm a woman now thing, but going off what you've said about it being the choice to be more progressive, I'm not entirely sure that. Well, uh, her her scene was written by Chibnall, so. Oh, okay, that's good then. We'll yeah, see. I, I, the most I'd like is just her to be sort of, sort of, you know, catch a glimpse of herself or whatever, or like you know, whatever, sort of hear a voice, pause for a second, and then go, "That's new." Do you know what I mean? That's that's all you need, isn't it? She's just like, "Oh, that's new," and then move on. Boom. Like, okay, this is me now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because it, um, it's just then, it, then it's then it's an acknowledgement publicly of, hey, we're doing this. It's really happening, guys. And then you move on, but you don't at the same time turn it into a gimmick by going like, oh, look, I've got boobs, everyone. Yeah. Look, that's, that's I cool. have boobs. Like if she, you knew if you know if it was Moffat writing it, she'd make a joke about like, oh, should probably have a bra. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, terrible. Absolutely so, terrible. Um. Awful. <laughs> talking about terrible uh it's the final email of the show um <laughs> have you read have you pre-read it are we in for a terrible email i have pre-read it uh, we're not in for a terrible email we're in for a terrible formatting choice because there's uh, a row of emojis of ducks in between every paragraph Ooh. and some paragraphs are, are very short um so we've got <laughs> this is from this is from luke uh, and he wants to do some quick fire ratings for the following movies Movie so, ratings. Quick fire movie ratings. Quick fire out of 10. I'm going to hit him with you, okay? <clears throat> hit you with him, I should say. Um, oh, baby. 17 again. <clears throat> I haven't seen it. I uh, haven't seen it. Uh, 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 Matthew Perry in it. It's not an, very funny. An unviewed out of 10. Um, airplane. <laughs> uh, love it. It's, it's a great. classic. 9 out of 10. Um, airplane 2, the sequel. I've actually not seen Airplane 2. Is it any good? Uh, no, I haven't actually seen it either, so oh, I, I cannot comment. That's an unwatched out of 10. Attack the Block. 9 out of 10, it's great. Get it watched. 
It's freaking great. It's, yeah. it's Finn, Finn and the 13th Doctor kicking the shit out of aliens in a tower block. It's Yay! great. Yay! Um, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Love that first one. Think it's really entertaining. Wish they'd stopped at that one. I have a <laughs> feeling it's not aged well. Um, Austin Powers, <laughs> The Spy Who Shagged Me. A uh, couple good jokes, mostly pointless. Six out of ten. Uh, <laughs> at best, it's not great. Austin Powers in Gold Member. It's a four out of ten movie. A three out of ten movie. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Why are you I've... talking about Austin Powers on this podcast? Why? I've never really enjoyed it, and was like quadruply surprised uh, when I was in India last year filming. Channel hopped, caught it. Was like, I've not seen this in a while. Watched five minutes and decided it was the most offensively unfunny thing I'd seen in years. It is desperately unfunny. Um, uh, also, a correction for me from how many other weeks ago when we were talking about Heather's. It's not a John Hughes <laughs> film. It's a dark comedy social commentary where Ronald Ryder falls in love with Christian Slater and he tricks her into. Uh, doing bad things to her friends and getting away with it. I'm not going to say it's, any more than that because it's quite spoilery. Um, it's, it's not to be it's not to be confused with the the musical, is it? Or is it the same thing? I have no idea. It might be the same yeah. thing. Um, also, Luke <laughs> wants to say that he's he started it. He's, he, the film reviews he was thinking of doing, he's, he's got a, started up a new podcast called Please Be Seated. Um, oh, that's a good name. And his first... That's a really good name. And his first one is... Doctor Who the Movie with uh, Alex, the Doctor Who guy, Patterson. And that's on Bottle of Productions on YouTube if you want to check that out. Nice um, one, nice one. There you go. And as a little recommendation, he's also uh, recommended the Sunnydale Stacks, which is a Buffy podcast, which is like a rewatch thing. Um, oh, snap. So, yeah, that might be worth checking out. Um, That'd be good. I, I have a little commute to the theatre every day, a little walk-in route. So it'd be nice to have a little listen to that. Ooh. I've been listening to No Such Thing as a Fish recently, so I've been plenty entertained by that. Um, <laughs> is it a podcast or is it just people walking alongside you saying no it's, it's, a, co- it's a cover up man it's, it's a, a cover up a they tell you they're fish but really they're just leaves with funny faces it's a podcast that was started up by uh, some of the QI researchers and it's all about like silly facts that things like that oh I would um, listen to the yeah, shit it's, out of it's, that. Re- it's really fun it's really fun um, but yeah that's all our emails and that's all for this show this yeah. should have been shorter but actually ended up being longer and about nothing show <laughs> Um, oh well I, I'm going to have a real fun time trying to figure out what the title and uh, thumbnail are going to be yep <laughs> probably just a um, I don't know a picture a picture of a uh, oh what should it be a picture of um oh god my uh, middle finger no 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 um, it's got to have a wacky face or it's got to it's got to have either breasts or a wacky cartoon face to be popular in the algorithm um Minnie Mouse, but sexy. That is not happening in a million years. Because <laughs> it was Mickey two weeks ago, and it will confuse the pattern. Listen, um, <laughs> just go to DeviantArt. They've got you covered. God, I'm not going there. Are you kidding me? I'm not have going seen, there. Have you seen the things they do there? It's a hive of scum and villainy. Um, well, funnily enough, that's the name of our two Sonic the Hedgehog OCs. Um, scum and Villainy. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us during the week, you can do that at bigdamncontact at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet us at bigdamncast um, and send us your emails. Next week, we'll probably be chatting a bit. I think the plan for next week is to talk about the room and the disaster artist a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can do that. So that'd be a giggle. And then a uh, week after, we're going all in on Star Wars. So if you've got any ideas, any predictions about The Last Jedi, get them sent to us. We'll read them out next week. 
Till then, Matt, take them on home with this sound piece of advice. Never, ever go for a wee after you've chopped chilies. Why? I don't, I don't get it. Cause I'm burning right now. That's why. That's where the credits roll. The credits are rolling. That's not our song, is it? Play the real thing. I am. I am stopping this right now before it goes any further. That's what she said. 